Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 17 of Tversky Tuesdays. I am your host, Kananya Abraham, and we are on page 47 in Happiness and Spirituality. Uh, we are up to the section, A Better Choice. Last time we met, we were talking about the ability to choose freely and how that is so essential to what makes us being human and how choice brings about happiness. And how do we make a better choice? So continues Dr. Torsky, a better choice. Not only is it important to protect our right to choose, but it's also important to to understand why we choose the way we do. To do that, we need to understand something about the intricacies and marvelous ways in which the human mind operates. And while I will let the book speak for itself, I think one of the things we're going to talk about here is the difference in the brain and how we make choices as a human being, as opposed to the way some other people or some other species in this planet and our planet would actually make decisions. So continues Dr. Skor- uh, Dr. Torsky. We know that the body has many defenses against disease. Many diseases are a result of the failure of the defense system. Obviously, this is very apropos for right now for what we're going through with COVID. We are instantly surrounded by a host of bacteria and viruses, many of which can be lethal. Indeed, we carry some of these in our bodies, yet we may be in excellent health. The reason for this is that the body's defense mechanisms keep those pathogenic germs at bay. Sort of like the body itself keeps all of the diseases with like, you know, look at it as like a a gun pointed at its head where it's, if it moves, it's going to make sure that it, well, it's going to make sure that it doesn't move no matter what. When a germ tries to invade the body tissues, the immune system attacks it and the white blood cells from remote parts of the body Go to the site and destroy the germ. All the while, we are totally unaware of the defenses that are operating to protect us from disease. Now, I don't know if you that are listening to this make blessings on a daily basis, but I think this is a good cause for us to be thankful for what is going on inside of our body. From the simple cold to the staph infection or any other thing that a person might have, or skin or rash disease to, to covid the body is able to go ahead and fight it constantly. And I think it's, it's such a blessing when we have that opportunity to have a healthy body. Much of the same happens psychologically. Similar to the physiological defenses of the immune system and the marshalling of white blood cells, we protect our conscious minds from the ideas that are alien to us or feelings that would cause us great anxiety by diverting them from our conscious minds and depositing them into our unconscious minds. So sort of we're holding them at bay to make them that they're that they're there and they're able to go ahead and be uh, be, be be present. The psychological term of this is repression. It occurs even when we are not aware that we are repressing something. I I stand corrected. What we're talking about here, at least from the way I'm understanding it, is that there are certain things, I guess you could say, I, I'm, I'm sort of in my head, I don't know if anyone here got a chance to see the movie Inside Out, the DreamWorks movie that talks about emotions a lot. And sometimes we have certain balls, is the way the movie sort of divides it up. Different colored balls are different types of emotion. Whether they're happy, sad, nervous, anxious, they're all feelings that we have all the time. The question is, when are things going to be more present than others? 
And a six-year-old kid, when they lose their mother in a, in a crowd, their anxiousness emotion is going to kick in a lot more than an 18-year-old kid that's already been on, been on their own for a while. And over here, we're talking about the psychological term of repression is occurring even when we are not aware of, re- of, repressing, uh, of repressing something. The problem is that repressed ideas or emotions do not just lie there, but rather, like a jack-in-the-box, they accumulate until they are pushed upward and seek a, a expression. That's what happens when we repress something. Sooner or later, it's like stuffing something into the closet. Sooner or later, you're going to have to clean it. The earlier you clean it, the easier it will actually be to clean. And I think when it comes to repressing thoughts, it works the same way. We have to make sure that we're constantly healthy or as healthy as possible. Otherwise, things can get really, really out of hand. The repressive mechanism is the psychological lid on the -the jack-in-the-box. And when the mechanism no longer works, the results may not be what we would choose. I think that's saying that very lightly. On the other side of the continuum is the possibility of suppressing an idea or emotion. Suppression is, di- su- suppression is different from the repression because when we suppress something, we are aware that we are suppressing it. In other words, we are making a conscious choice. So look at the difference between suppression and repression of anger. A boss who provokes an employee who becomes very angry. The employee has the urge to tell his boss what he thinks of him but realizes that his that this could cost him his job. In order to keep his job, he chooses to suppress his anger, and he is well aware of it, meaning he's choosing to control. The employee understands that as a human being, he has an, he has an animal body, and that the animal, anger, is associated with the urge to attack. He may further reason, okay, that urge comes from the animal component of me, and I am not a horrible person having this urge meaning it's normal to have the urge to want to say something back. He doesn't disown or repress it, considering Dr. Torsky, but he may say to himself, I am a human being. I am not an animal. I can control my behavior. I can make choices. I do not go around killing people whom I don't like. He can, he can then make a choice to suppress his thought, meaning it's control. As I'm reading this, I think something that I'm thinking about, I don't know wherever the people's heads are going, but I would like to hear what you have to say. I'll uh, post my email just at the end of this, like I always do, at the end of this recording. Nowadays, there has been an unprecedented amount of mass shootings from malls, schools, workplaces. And I think it's coming from a person putting a lot of their emotions and repressing them as opposed to suppressing them. And sooner or later, they need to come out. And they don't necessarily get fed properly, where the better word is processed. And therefore, a person needs to let it out. They also realize a lot of the times that they're doing something wrong, which is why after a killing, unfortunately, a countless amount of times we hear of someone killing their own family members and then taking their own life. Or unfortunately, more recently in New York City, jumping off buildings and taking a baby with you, God forbid. I think all these things are situations where there's feelings that instead of being suppressed and dealt with properly, are being repressed, and they need to come out in some way. And yes, expressing yourself in a repressed way of taking your own life or a suicide attempt is also considered repressing. On top of this, let's also talk about, for one minute here, what bullying or cyberbullying has done. People are not able to deal with things properly because the way they're sort of going about 
communicating with others. They are just saying what's 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 on their mind without properly giving over what it is that they're trying to say and the amount of hate that people get on positive messages that they're trying to express on social media platforms. But the hate that comes about in the comment sections, it's because people feel they have a right to go ahead and say something that could be nasty that they would never say to a person's face. Because when you're face-to-face with someone, we have more control and we could suppress. But when we're not in control and there's less of a filter and we're through some sort of barrier, i.e. the internet, we repress those feelings and that comes out in a very, very unhealthy way. Finishing off this chapter over here, just to go back one sentence because I think that was very important. He does not have to disown or repress it, but he can say to himself, I have a human being, not an animal. I can control my behavior and I can make choices. I don't go around killing people who I don't like. He can then make the choice to suppress the thought, fully conscious of what he's doing. Or think of a mother who provokes her daughter. The daughter believes it is wrong to feel hostile towards a parent. So her psychological defense apparatus quickly represses and pushes her her anger forward. I'm sorry. Pushes her anger towards her mother into the unconscious. The daughter does not shout at the mother, but begins to be resistant in a passive way. For example, the mother may ask her to go to the store for an ingredient she needs for a dinner. The daughter dilly-dallies and does not return home promptly. The mother is frustrated, waiting in the kitchen for the missing ingredient. When the daughter finally returns, she gives some excuse for the delay. She had acted out her anger towards her mother, even though she does not recognize her behavior as an expression of her anger. A better choice, one that would have resulted in both the mother and the daughter being much happier, would have been for the daughter to say, Gee, Mom, do I have to go? I don't want to miss the end of this program. Can't I, well, I think program we're talking about a TV show or something. Can't you cook it without this ingredient? The mother might reply, So sorry, honey. I've got to have supper on the table by 6 o'clock, and I can't cook this dish without it. The daughter might say, Okay, I'll go, but that food isn't going to taste good to me. That is not a disrespectful response. It is a appropriate expression of anger. And anyone that has any children, teenagers or younger, who we might think are teenagers, might do something like that, where they would say something that would be disrespectful, but really they're not being disrespectful. It's showing their frustration. This is something that I talk about often, both my, my private practice and when I am speaking. Majority of the time when a child says something that could sound like they're being flippant is them showing their frustration in the situation. And they're not saying something specifically to the parent. And I think that's very important for us to realize that we shouldn't be, are you talking back at me? Because really what's talking them is our ego. But maybe that's something we can talk about in a separate speech over here. Let's finishing up. We have one, one more paragraph over here to finish up the chapter. The mother could then respond, Thanks, honey. I'm sorry to take you away from the program, but separate depends on this. Everyone will appreciate you for doing this. By responding this way, the daughter may even be able to go to let go of some of her anger. It is the human spirit that enables us to be masters over our instincts. By suppressing rather than repressing, we exercise a degree of control and choice that contributes to our spirituality and ultimately to our happiness. Every time we exercise our ability to choose, we are fulfilling ourselves as spiritual human beings. Because what's happening here is 
we are having a choice. And that choice brings about a whole chain reaction that's very, very different. Like that the Torsky spoke about here in this back and forth with the mom and daughter. By talking it out and suppressing the situation and coming out differently. By the way, that applies to both of them, both the mom and the daughter. The whole situation will be dealt with differently. It could be a completely different ending. We can see the same story happening in two different types of situations. It's up to us to decide how in control we're going to be in that situation. Thank you so much for joining in the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, which I've appreciated everyone that's that's reached out, you can reach me at koshercounseling at gmail.com.